Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. On today's episode, we are doing part two of Trends for 2024, and it's an important episode because you're going to get the inside scoop from from Noelle, not so much me because Noelle researches everything I do not. And so we're going to go through four major trends happening for 2024. Yeah. And that's not true. I actually, because as we've been unearthing these trends, what we've been discovering is that you actually do them. <laughs> without, without being aware. Uh, uh, yeah. Go just, um, uh, you know, the whole, uh, I don't know if you can say this today, but the whole, uh, what is it called? The, the bull in the China shop. Is that yeah. okay to say? Okay. So. Um, that's kind of how I live my life. So I will uh, come across things that I wasn't even aware or going into spaces that I, that I'm doing uh, backing up to, into them on accident, mostly, mostly from just panic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, well, Hey, listen, like uh, you and I have traditionally been like five years early. So yeah. my friend, you are right on time. Perfect. Let's talk about 2024 that. 2024 on time. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. All right. So uh, let me pull the wool back and talk a little bit about the trends that I've selected to highlight and why. So obviously, mm-hmm. this is not an extensive list. I just picked four from really broad categories that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. But the trends and themes are continuing in such massive ways that they're really worth considering. And they're worth considering for coaches to understand where the spaces are that they need to be positioning themselves Mm -hmm. in order to serve the populations of the future. So like we talked about wellness, real estate, you know, that's bringing wellness services in house. We've talked about the trends towards groups, community, belonging, that is not Mm -hmm. going anywhere. That's a trend that is, has staying power. And then last year, uh, the last two years, actually 2022, In 2023, we looked at how coaching was really shaping up for very niche populations. Mm. And so that's another trend that we're seeing. And these niche populations are um, groups of people who are traditionally really underserved in society. Mm -hmm. And so those are kind of the, the broad strokes. And then we'll bring it way down today to look at some really specific examples of how this is all shaking out. And this first one, um, I chose partially because I really wanted to get your perspective on it um, as Vanessa's partner. So Mm. the the trend that we're seeing shaping up for 2024 is an explosion in practitioner need for new mothers. Mm. Yeah. And it's happening now. Because the experience of being female in 2024 is so complex. And I have well, not. Well, the, uh, women are finally talking about it. Yes. Yes. Motherhood, <laughs> all the stuff, you know, sexuality, you know, domestic labor, unevenness, they, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, the, 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 the rug is being pulled up. Everybody's talking about it. And um, the shift that happens especially for women when they become mothers is so profound. There's an identity loss, um, yes. a friend loss, 
professional mm-hmm. loss. Your body is not your body, own. Body, hormones, hormones. Uh, disconnection. All, yeah. I mean, it, it's um, because I've, I've been a witness to it uh, for the yeah. last three years. And it's not just Vanessa, um, all, you know, our friends around us. Um, and then people having two to three kids, which is a whole nother, you know, and I don't know if um, the, the world today is designed to hold that, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, the anxiety, the disconnection to self, um, the crack in the connection with partner, the oh man, it's a roller coaster. It's a, it's not it's not a roller coaster ride. It's a tornado. <laughs> it's a tornado and like logistical yeah. stages. Like just even watching what you and Vanessa have gone through over the last three years and trying to like coordinate your life has been complete mayhem. From like lack of sleep to drop off, yeah. pickup, babysitter, food, money. You know? Yeah, you, you yeah. know, here, here's here's a good example. So like, um, this is something I I would it would never even cross my mind. Breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a natural thing. I thought, oh yeah, you know, it's it was it's one of the hardest, um, most untalked about, difficult, painful things that a mother uh, goes through. But no one talks. I, I had no idea. You know. No one talks yeah. about it, and no so it. all all of these issues that have been in the dark for so long, because you know mm-hmm. women are socialized like motherhood is the pinnacle. This is right. what you should you know aspire yeah. to, yeah. and then folks get there, and it's like oh hell no, you know this is this is changing everything, and and I don't necessarily know that I like this <laughs> is is something that's coming up, and so there is suddenly um, a whole. Um, set of practitioner interventions that is being developed to attend to this really mm. specific and really acute time in the lives of women as they're going through this yeah. experience. I think it's needed and I could see why. I could see yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. So the research came from a London-based think tank called Well and Good, and they did an entire uh, piece on this, highlighting all of the different ways. So check it out if you want the full scoop. But for coaches in particular, what we need to pay attention to is, okay, you know, what are these services and where are they taking place? Mm-hmm. And it's showing up in a new slate of platforms and communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, And so I would say for coaches who are interested in this work, the platforms and the communities, so that's where the clients are in the communities and the platforms are where uh, jobs are being created because what we're hearing from women is that they feel completely unsupported and unprepared to tackle the changes and this yeah. aspect of life. You you know, I wonder on the other side, um, I wonder what's, I don't really know. I wonder what's happening with men and all that. And if there are spaces created for men and coaching. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say let's expand that view to, to, to men and also um, parents who have not given birth specifically, right? Yes, so exactly. like like so you know there there's a whole subset of support that that mm-hmm. needs to be undertaken because I mean you're right for you as a partner to be going through this and 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 ha- and having the experience of a new family formed mm-hmm. and then the confusion, shock and awe that yeah. takes place it really does need to be considered from you know a whole family perspective. And um, one of the interesting pieces of this trend is that following the thread of wellness real estate, where so many 
providers are beginning to integrate uh, lots of different services under one umbrella and bring them into homes. Mm -hmm. This is a major space of job creation. So what this looks like is a a team-based model where there's perinatal services like acupuncture, physical therapy, Mm -hmm. coaching, lactation Mm -hmm. support, doula care. And this takes place in person and online. So it's the omni-channel approach. You can go online for a more affordable aspect. And then the luxury services are a whole team coming into your house to support you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. So that is that, you know, so this trend thinking about new mothers, this is an example of an underserved population that's suddenly getting the the flashlight shined on it. Mm -hmm. And so if you're thinking about working with a really specific niche population, what you need to know as a coach is that you're going to be drilling down, right? You're going to be drilling down into like a, a specific life stage and really becoming an expert in all of the issues that would take place within that space. So moving on, another population that has had absolutely no shortage of attention over the years, but continues to make headlines are baby boomers. And so we're, we're pivoting out of the world of home and into the world of work. And what's happening here is that the boomers are beginning to exit the workforce en masse. Yeah. And we're talking about what, our parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. For most, our many of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, folks who are in their, their late 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is contributing to labor shortages because this is such a large generation. Yeah. Um, and this is across all industry se- sectors. So we're looking at blue collar roles, healthcare industry jobs, and then, you know, very high, high level executives. Th- mm-hmm. These are all of the spaces. And so, you know, if we're thinking about the sheer number of people who are leaving the workforce and the fact that there's a massive labor shortage, there aren't enough people to come in behind folks and people are starting to enter their retirement years, but economically, a lot of people aren't fully prepared to enter their retirement years. Yeah, And so there's a new phenomenon taking place and it's called flex tirement. <laughs> flex tirement. So it's, is that part-time retirement? What is flex tirement? It's part-time retirement. Yeah. So this, um, this came to us from fast company. And again, if you want to go deeper, there's a really great piece on it. But the reason I wanted to bring this um, here and to highlight this for coaches is because coaches are the ones who are being brought into organizations right now to um, support and facilitate the intergenerational um, transfer of knowledge and skill that's taking place very much with a highly attuned focus on uh, retaining talent. Mm. And so this particular population, folks who are going into flex retirement, um, the way that coaches are working is to get together with people and understand their values, understand what would keep them at a company, what is the knowledge that needs to be transferred, and basically mm-hmm. setting up kind of like a custom plan for each individual to maintain key responsibilities while coming down to limited hours, essentially. I wonder how the boomers are feeling um, now leaving the workforce and you know um, moving into retirement or flex retirement. 
I wonder if they're happy generally or if there's a sadness, you know, just kind of getting older. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head in in terms of exactly why coaches are working at this intersection, Mm. because so much of this work, when we're talking about generational divides, when we're talking about um, like the sunset of life, essentially, um, has so much to do with emotion, with values, um, and and exactly as you're describing, how are you feeling about this transition? you know, uh, it it seems to be at the outset a win-win where people can genuinely uh, keep their intellect sharp while doing the things that they really like and supporting a transfer of knowledge. But, and the big but here is that um, culturally, from a values perspective, most corporations have a huge problem where the values that they say that they hold don't actually match the experience of the employees. And so that's a lot of the work that the coaches are doing right now inside corporations to facilitate these huge changes that are taking place is, well, what are the values that are important? Mm -hmm. How are they showing up in the workforce? What do we need to do and change in order to support um, essentially initiatives like this at scale when it's not just one, two, three people, but an entire generation that is downshifting. The generation uh, of coaches who are helping the boomers, uh, AKA their parents may also be very activated because <laughs> it's, you know, it's a different generation. We have feelings about that. Um, what they could have done differently, how we were raised and all of that. Yeah. I'm, I've been, so I'm 43 and yeah. I have a lot of friends who have turned 50 and are in their 50s. Yeah, and me. I'm 50. I know. Yeah, yeah. you're one of the people I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> I, I um, Over the last two years specifically, I have never experienced such a reckoning in mm. my peer group mm-hmm. around midlife turning 50 and that yeah. being like a psychological demarcation zone for reflection, mm. refinement. Who am I? What have I done with my life? What am I doing now? All of that is happening to me. All of that is <laughs> happening to me. Exactly what you're saying. Go entering the moon of my life. Um, yes. All, everything you just said. I can list like 10 people that I'm, I'm yeah. having these exact conversations with because yeah. it is it is such a reckoning and it seems like it's getting more intense as the years march on, 51, 52, 53. And, and and I'm I'm watching this happen, and I I've, you know I've I've had a lot of friends of a lot of different age groups for a long time, and I've never heard it this you know said out loud like this before. Mm. So I'm wondering if there was something with the pandemic, uh, you know that 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 this is hitting in a new way. What's sure. your perspective? Well, I can only speak for myself. Um, one, you know, when you're half a century, when you hit that half century mark you start realizing, okay, we're on this planet for a very short uh, period of time. What do I want to do? How do I want to be of service? But also like I'm, I'm able to say no more to things, you know, Mm -hmm. um, little things that take time. I mean, partly because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dad now, but, um, what do I want is a big question Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I asked early on twenties, thirties, it's very different than now, but I feel like, um, I'm 50. I'm going to be 51 in a few months. What do I want? What do I want? And, and what's happening is, 
um, a lot of old models like vases that were passed down from generations that we poured our life into um, at this, this age, I'm willing to shatter and I'm willing to create something new. And the world is open to that, which also allows for a lot of coaching in people's lives. Um, this is the first time that I've experienced the world. I mean, just everything is being redefined. So whether we're talking about um, looking at motherhood, um, monogamy, marriage, you know, how we work, uh, help people, love, play. It's all being redefined. Everything's being customized. And so I'm at the intersection of turning 50, uh, the world allowing this kind of dialogue, and then asking myself, like, what do I want? What do I want to do for the next 30 years? I don't, you know, it's like these big, big questions. Big questions, yeah. right? And, and so, you know, as we're we're tying this together, like, these are the real issues that are impacting people who are, are in these different life stages. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about yourself as a coach, really tuning in to the different experiences intergenerationally is, is yes. a great way to think about your practice, who you are, what you know, what's your lived experience, how can you support others as they're moving through these phases. Also um, to be careful, you don't put your definitions on your clients. Oh yeah. Whatever that oh, yeah. is, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, and you know, and, and, and sometimes it just kind of leaks out, but just to be aware of that. That's fundamental. And, and this yeah. is a, a great point to lead us into, um, into our next topic. So we're gonna take a look at Gen Z and what they're mm. experiencing right now. So these are folks who were born in 1997 to 2012 and they wow. range in age from 11 to 26. Now, mm -hmm. you and I have had a very different experience from age 11 to 26. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Than people who are alive today. I yes. can't imagine what it's like to be those ages in this time with tech adoption. Mm -hmm. with, like when I was 11, you know, my parents would say, go outside and play. Right. And I would be like gone, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. go up at dinner, but I'd be in, in the woods by the ocean running around, <laughs> you know, like, uh, Hey, yeah. you know, yeah. but to today that's not possible. No, for, we are, you know? we are consuming, uh, content. We are, uh, yeah, we're definitely not drinking out of hoses, popping wheelies and, you know, <laughs> um, playing outside until the lights turn off. Like, yeah, like you and I did. Yeah. And, and that's, that's noteworthy. Um, one of the things that's, that's happening, uh, for Gen Z is there. So first of all, there's a global ec epidemic of loneliness. Like that's, that's mm. happening, um, to such an extent that from a geopolitical perspective, governments have really started to take in note of the way that loneliness is impacting people. Mm. And uh, the, the UK is leading the charge right now in direct interventions for loneliness. Mm -hmm. um, and then in, in North America, specifically in the US, there's been a lot of public funding and think tanks that are starting to contribute to corporate initiatives to help combat loneliness, which is kind of crazy if you think about it like public wow. dollars are going to yeah, support yeah. corporate initiatives but okay here we are you know right um so the example here and the thing that i want coaches to be thinking about is what's happening with the dating app hinge mm. so loneliness age 11 to 26 
is such a problem for Gen Z that public funding is now going to hinge to create an initiative that is going to kick off in New York City, Los Angeles, and Atlanta that's dedicated to helping these younger people, this specific generation, find belonging. Wow. Wait, how are they doing that? Just do through different. the fucking app. Like, and I know I'm cursing a lot, but it's mm. it's it's like I'm I'm watching the world right now. I'm like, oh my God, like are we in the matrix? What's happening? Right. Mm. So, you know, for coaches to pay attention to, like there's an increase of coaches moving into relationship apps to work mm-hmm. as coaches to help people um, form friendships is one of the big things that's happening right now. So instead many of just days- finding love, you're saying. So many of the dating apps have transitioned from specific focus on dating to also support building friendships. Mm -hmm. And that's coming down to an increased need for social skills coaching, Mm. how to make friends, how to have conversations. And for the 11 to 26 year old range, one of the biggest challenges that they're facing is conflict resolution. They don't know yeah, how to engage yeah. in interpersonal conflict. I suspect it's because people have spent so many times, uh, so much time behind screens. Yeah, they're hiding. That, that the idea of interpersonal conflict is just way too scary. And so there's avoidance. And then there's this mass loneliness that's taking mm. place. Um, you know, it goes back to this idea of that um, we're living in, in bubbles. And I feel like, um, you know, uh, conflict resolution requires practice it requires um you know putting in the reps and so the kids these days when you can break up via text or you know after three months they're there's they're not practicing what is difficult is uh you know looking someone in the eye and having a hard conversation none of that is happening and so then when they get into relationships it's like they don't have any they just run or hide or numb or you know there's no um capacity yeah and i think too you know what i see often is the lost art of picking up the phone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Yes. And, and having a conversation with someone and hearing their voice and right. humanizing them versus sliding into somebody's DMs and blasting them, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a very text. different experience to have to yeah. pick up the phone and deal with somebody else's humanity. Um, and so, you know, this, this initiative on Hinge, the app, is actually leading folks to engage in in-person social. Mm. So here's where I'm I'm getting like a little bit frustrated with this whole whole deal. So according to according to Hinge, this is the quote from Hinge. Hinge will track the number of connections made through the initiative and monitor the impact on the consumer's well-being. This move builds on other efforts by the dating app meant to combat loneliness and comes as other marketers focus on in-person activations. So essentially for 11 to 26 year olds, hanging out has become a damn product. (laughs) That is so weird. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. You know, in, in, in a way it's sad that we've cut, we, we, this is where it's at, but then it's like, I mean, using tech to, um, not only create spaces for social exchange, but, um, getting people to engage in person (laughs) because we're, we're so hiding behind phones. It's kind of, I don't know. 
It's wild. And, and I'm glad that like social initiatives are, are taking place to combat this because, you know, we're seeing some of the highest suicide rates, you yeah. know, especially among this population. So it's, it's really vital to the fabric of our society, but my God, like, okay. So, you know, what coaches need to know is that this, this comes on the heels of 2023's massive explosion of social clubs mm-hmm. and the coaches are really prominently um, at the forefront of these new initiatives, helping people refine their social skills because people need support, accountability, and encouragement to, as mm-hmm. you said, do the reps, to do the hard work, thinking yeah. about your emotional life as needing the same level of uh, strength training yes. as your physical life. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. It's good. It's a good thing that the action is being taken. It is. Yeah. It is. All right. So our last trend um, is is one that you're already doing, which which I, I get excited about uh, because you get to give us some some real world uh, real world data here. So we followed this trend of in person groups, belonging, mm-hmm. you know, social clubs that are taking place, um, and another trend that is is leading the charge that surprised me. Um, in terms of in-person groups, but it also makes a ton of sense. So is um, social activity Mm. that is facilitated after dark. And there's a catch. (laughs) Okay. I know, I know. know. Sounds erotic. (laughs) A very strange conversation today. Um, But but this, I mean, all of this points to the fact that humans just don't know how to engage with each other anymore. So the main trend that we're seeing kick off is taking place at resorts and people mm. are going on nighttime stargazing activities, hikes, mm-hmm. this is for singles, this is for groups of friends, this is for families to engage in. And you do some of these activities when you run groups, like you have people go out for hikes, you, mm-hmm. they, you have them engage in ice baths, you know, breath work, yeah. different yeah. modalities. So this is all happening and it's shaping up to replace essentially what has since, you know, for a very long time been bar culture, pub culture, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people are drinking. And so there are fewer social outlets for people after work hours. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing this rise in social activity that's being designed for, um, for nighttime. Like you shared last time that um, clubs in LA are are being taken over by wellness pop-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I stumbled onto this. uh, I think my, my first hint of this uh, experiencing myself, I think was uh, when I signed up to go on a, a dirt bike adventure with 12 dudes in the woods. And it was the first time that, um, cause I'm not, I'm a city boy that, um, I shit in the wood. Like I had to take a shovel and dig a hole. It was the first time that I slept, I think in a tent, you know, fire. And so that camp adult kind of camp feeling, I, um, was really moved, mo- uh, moved by and was thirsty for. And so when I started to run little retreats in Idlewild, um, that consciously or subconsciously, uh, illuminated and and so um what what you're talking about is kind of what it is it's more of a social hang as opposed to i think what was in you know five ten years ago was um the very exotic let's go to bali 
you know, spend thousands of dollars and have like, you know, expensive massages. Um, so I went the other way. And so, yeah, I'm going to throw you an ice. We're going to go for a hike. We're going to just um, talk about life in a very casual, non-luxurious way. Kind of like you would if you, you know, ask 10 friends to go in nature, you know. So that that's what I did. And then I realized, oh, people actually are responding to this. Yeah. Yeah. And so like as a coach practitioner thinking about this and thinking about, you know, how do I do this? You know, you just gave this classic example of you get 10 people together, you take a hike, you throw yourself in ice and you talk about life. So, (laughs) you know, every single one of these trends is really pointing to the fact that like the fabric of our society in terms of communities, friendship and belonging is broken. Mm. We'll stop and people need help. Yeah. And so I think as we're looking at, you know, the advancement of AI and people saying, oh, you know, coaching is going to take over AI. Um, AI is not going to help you have friends. No. AI is not going to get you together to go for a hike. And the yeah. way that that coaching is really starting to transform and where the jobs of the future are going to be is in getting people together, helping them develop friendships, supporting them in social skills, supporting mm-hmm. them in their values, supporting them in their loneliness. And it's filling a, a human need that no one could have anticipated. I think about you know, I think Bowling Alone was written in 2008. From 2008 to 2024, uh, our our social fabric has disintegrated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that a book, Bowling Alone? I love the title. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a seminal work. It was one of the first books to come out that talked about the disintegration of civic and communities within America, mm. and. and first book to really raise the flag of alarm and say like, hey, we have a really big problem here. You know, people are now bowling alone. Mm, got it. Because bowling yeah. clubs are no more, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, church life has disintegrated. People don't go to community centers anymore. People don't yeah. know their neighbors anymore. So um, this is, it, this might sound Like it's not the most uplifting topic to go into the new year, but I feel an extraordinary measure of hope in the fact that we have an opportunity as coach practitioners to turn the tide. Yeah. And also uh, to get in there, to create bridges, to create support, Um, you know, be be a a coach is turning into kind of like first responders in a way. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And, yeah. and my dear friend, John Kim, has been doing this in a house in Idlewild for the last year and, yeah. uh, years and, and, and making it happen. So thank you for your service. I, I love oh, that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for acknowledging. Yeah. yeah. Well, lots of opportunities for coaches and um, dive deeper if you want on these trends um, for 2024. If you're thinking about being a coach or if you are already a coach, uh, there's more opportunity now than ever. Yes, indeed there is. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in and be well. Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a bold community to do it with. Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. 
If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.